All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Talk Foul to Me. I am Mick, and I'm joined here by my co-host today, Tav. Tav, Matt, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Mick, yourself? Look, I'm, I'm pretty fantastic. Guys, this is something new that we've decided to have a crack with. We're going to do a bit of podcasting, get people communicating, get people talking in the chook world. This is something for everyone, not just about exhibitors or show poultry people. This is about the people that do the commercial poultry, backyard poultry, a bit of everything. Hey, Tab, this, and I, I think you've had your finger in a bit of everything throughout your life. Is that right with the poultry world? Oh, I've been around a few um, bits and pieces. We've had um, commercial sort of stuff that we sold through produce places, um, and we've done doing more show stuff now than we ever had before, but yeah. And yeah. Um, anyone that'll listen to us, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. And look, we're, we're open to, to take advice from those that are listening. If you want to hear someone on the show, let us know. We're keen to get as many different variety of people on here as, as possible. But I guess before we get started too much on getting other people here, you better get to know a little bit about us. So look, I'm going to start with Tab. Tab is, uh, is my legendary of a co-host here. He has been in the poultry world much longer than me. So Tab, tell me, where did it all begin? Well, it all began probably um, probably when I was about six or seven. We um, first off got some uh, well summers from our backyard poultry um, market, that, um, and that's just where the love grew from. Um, went into basically well summers, got ditched straight away, but uh, we went into some Oshlorps and um, Old English Game and Sussex at that point, and um, really loved them at the shows and stuff then. So. Yeah, okay, so you've been in it since you were a kid. Tell me, because like I didn't come into this hobby until I was an adult, and I got into it, um, I guess, because my kids were interested. But someone like yourself who's been in it since you're younger, what what got you motivated? Who were the mentors? Who were the people back then that sort of helped you get on your way? Um, we didn't have a lot of mentors. We had a, a young couple that really helped us with the Ostrilorps, um, named uh, Robert, Ray and Debbie Ayers over at um, Gympie, they used to be. Um, he's since uh, moved out of um, Chooks himself, but... Um, he really helped us get along with the finer points of the Ostrilorps and stuff. Um, and we did have another couple of mentors, I suppose, that helpers that sort of pushed us along our way in different breeds um, to get us started, I suppose. But Yeah. Now, you said you started with the Well Summers. And so, are they, they soft feather, right? That, that's great. Yeah, large soft feather. Large, yeah, yeah. large soft feather, right? Yeah. So, tell me, starting in large soft feather, was the passion for soft feather to begin with? Was there a lot of hard feather as well? Um, I don't know whether it was... The reason we started in soft feather was soft feather. They were at a market. Instead of being black and white chooks, there was something different. So I went for them. Um, but um, soft feather was the biggest passion at the start. Um, we had yeah, most mostly just soft feather, um, and um, just yeah, loved them. They were quieter, I suppose, as a kid, rather than hitting every wall like a game fowl does. But yeah, that's it. Now I guess for those that know myself and Tav, we show together under Sanford and Hartwig, and. Um, Look, I hadn't really won much at all since until I paired up with you. And I think it was a massive shock for my system, you coming into my yard and telling me we needed to change this, do that. And I, I tell you what, we've, we've had some massive improvements over the couple of years. But you've been quite successful on the show scene before you'd ever met me. What was, can you remember the first ever champion bird of show that you ever got? Um, yes, very, um, very well I can remember it. It was one at um, Gumbungi Ag Show uh, with a bantam blue um Oshlock cockerel um okay. was probably one of the first ones we actually were really happy with where the heads headgear and everything had went yeah. um and so to get him up there was really good and we actually got reserved that day with a mallard duck so it oh, really nice. stuck in the memory that one so yeah yeah so so you got champion waterfowl as well and then went on to win reserve champion fowl of show with, with that. the with the mallard yep that's that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good effort <laughs> okay so 
you, you've been into both waterfowl, you've been into soft feather, you've been into hard feather. Moving forward to where you are now, where, where's your passion at? Has it changed? Is it still the same? What's what's improved? What's altered? Where do you see yourself going? Because you've got kids now yourself. Are, are they showing the same sort of interests that you were when you were younger? Oh, I wish they were, but uh, <laughs> um, they're not too bad. Um, I think the youngest one might be in it, but she's only two, well, nearly two only, so yep. um, still got a while to go yet before she actually shows a real interest to them. So, yeah. um, but my passion's still in the still in the Oshlots. I've still been in them for the last probably 15 years. Yep. Um, but uh, I'm pushing more towards the game fell at the moment. Just, yeah, just like them a bit more um, than, yep. the, than the rest of them, so. Now, we, we've had a couple of pretty good years breeding game fowl. Like, I'm a little bit excited about this because I was um, I was gifted some birds by, by a fella by the name of Ian Hurd, and he gave me my first ever um, start in exhibition poultry before I, before I met you. And they were for my, my young fella to get started. And I think I got one black red cockbird, half a dozen Wheatons, one creel and one ginger. And I remember when you came over, I tried to breed something and it just, it never worked out the way I wanted. <laughs> and I got about half a dozen different colours that shouldn't have been bred from this pairing. And um, I think my first ever success was you and I travelled over to Chinchilla. We had taken a heap of game fowl and we had taken uh, quite a few waterfowl. And um, I guess that was my first, I, I'd done quite a few little shows and, and Chinchilla isn't a huge show by all means, but for me, there was quite a few standout birds there. There was some some decent quality, and I and mm. I liked going to a show where there was some real real damn good quality. And we were lucky enough to walk away with champion fowl of show with a bantam old English game, a ginger, ginger that we bred. Yep. And um, we were pretty stoked about that because you know um, one thing that you've taught me, Tav, is it's not about buying a bird and showing it. It's about what you can produce and how much more rewarding that is. But we also won. I think it was. Champion waterfowl show with an East Indy. I think the kids won too, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we got champion junior junior as well with a modern. And so it was a pretty damn good day for us. And we had a couple of good runs there. We went on to get um, Golden West soon after. Mm, same and, ginger cockerel got that one. So. Yeah, and then this last last year, like COVID stuffed everything up this year. <laughs> <laughs> for those chook people out there, we, we feel your pain. I don't, you know, I don't know how long that we sit down in our yards just randomly looking around the pens trying to trying to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to breed. I think we've got a pretty early start on this year because there's just not much else to do. But, um, you know, 2019 was a pretty good year too. Like, um, you know, we, we won Chinchilla again. We, we had a really good turnout at Golden West. And we did really well at the OEG show too after yeah. um, down there with um, Chris White and all them. So. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, there's some absolutely cracking birds there. Some of the breeders that turned up for that show, like um, I think there are a lot of birds that could have went on to win Bird of Show at, at the OEG show. So I guess, um, you know, for, for myself, you know, we've had a bit of a talk about Tav. Um, like, like you heard, I, I got started by doing the, the Old English with a half a dozen birds. Um, <laughs> the addiction hit pretty hard pretty quickly. I've had quite a few birds now. I've still got the old English. Um, for those that do know a lot of our lines that we have over the past few years, um, I'm very passionate about AOC and, and I love my creels. I love my cuckoos. And for those that can't see, Tab's having a good old head shake at the moment because the poor bugger. We've, we've, got, AOC. <laughs> we've got yards full of creels at the moment and, and cuckoos, which is really exciting for me. Not so much for Tab. But one thing I do love too is um, Crow Langshangs and um, they've become a very big passion of mine. I, I love to um, just uh, tab a bit because mine are a bit bigger than his Austral Ops. They're probably not as <laughs> probably not as good as your Austral Ops yet, nowhere near. But I like to at least I've got one up. They're a bit bigger, which is exciting for me. 
But um, you know, we we recently went down and we we visited Tom Trim, hey, and um, it, I think it's people like him that are in the hobby that have you know this years and years put, of knowledge, put that, that lot of effort into it, yeah, over those years, hey. So. That, that's it, and they're the people that you learn from, right? You know, and I'm not young by any means, and um, it's really good to be able to come into a hobby and there's this older generation of hobbyists that have been around forever that take that time to be able to you know still talk mental yeah talk with you yeah exactly right and i guess that's the big thing too like for for yourself what what advice do you have for people that are coming into the hobby is there anything specific that you would like to pass on um now you put me on the spot that's for sure Um, (laughs) that's the plan (laughs) and look for those for those listening at home this has been fantastic watching tavis today because he's squirming and uncomfortable it's not not his most comfortable thing being behind a microphone so it's really quite good (laughs) Um, one of those things is just like take everything in. Um, if someone's willing to talk to you and try and teach you, take it all in. Don't ever just diss it away because it might be someone that you've talked to said they don't like that person. Don't diss their person because it's maybe what they don't like about that person rather than actually the chook chook that, that they're actually trying to present towards you might actually be right but someone else doesn't like their opinion so yeah. they're trying to tell you don't listen to them like, and that, that's a big thing too in the old English game world like there, there's a set standard but there seems to be so much variation and, and you see it on Facebook all the time <laughs> every man and his dog likes to argue about what's what and, and instead of appreciating the great chook or you know that's right breeding in. and I think one thing you've taught me is you breed what you like and to the to the best of the standard like you still follow the standard but you breed something that you're proud of having in your in your own backyard. That's right. There's no point important. no point having it in your yard if you don't like it. Like <laughs> if, even if someone else Joe Blow down the road likes it, it's no point if you don't like it. So absolutely, absolutely. Now look, a few of these shows um, we're not going to ramble on for hours on end. We're hoping that this might be something a bit interesting for you. You know, if you're driving on the way to work, whether it be a 20 minute or 10 minute drive, you might be able to chuck on an episode, have a listen to someone that you've wanted to talk to or somebody you wanted to hear about and their stories or where they've come from. But I guess moving forward, Tavis and I would love to hear about who you would like to hear on the show. Whose stories do you want to hear? And look, if you're lucky through the microphone, you can probably hear chickens now in the background. We're, we're set up in our own little home wannabe studio, which is basically a kitchen bench. <laughs> and um, we're, we're going to try to deliver the best best content we can. We're going to keep it pretty relaxed, pretty chilled. But Tav, look, there is one thing I do want to know. What is your biggest achievement in the Chook world? You've told me about the first award and that was pretty special for you. You can remember that. Can you remember the most special award you've won so far? What meant the most for you? Um, what meant the most was probably um, in 2012, um, we went down to uh, the Canberra, I call it the Chook Olympics, I suppose. Um, the, every four years they have a big um, Australian show down in, well, it used to be Canberra, it's now Sydney, I believe. And... Um, we got to win uh, champion Mallard um, down there with a natural uh, Drake, um, only to be told that we were getting judged by a um, British um, uh, Supreme Judge, and we'd probably stand no chance because they don't have Mallards over there. So um, I was told by a few good breeders and judges that um, that Mallard was well up there in normally normal circumstances. So. I, Took that with a lot of pride then. So that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you've got someone that's come from overseas and, and you've got your own peers and judges around you telling you how good a bird is, like I think that's the pride you can take. When mm-hmm. when people can sit back and marvel at your own bird, I think it's yeah, certainly important. So look, we won't hold you up much more today, ladies and gentlemen. Tav, do you have any more final words for our first little teaser trailer of Talk Foul to me? Just uh, have fun and enjoy what you enjoy. Excellent. All right, guys. We look forward to you on the next episode. In the meantime, continue to talk foul to us. Goodbye.